open it up, man, tonight. Uh, we thank you guys for joining us tonight, Fourth and Gold, um, for another devotional, weekly devotional. And tonight, we have the opportunity of having the leader. I don't think we told you guys that, but Brent uh, is the leader of Fourth and Gold. And God used to give him a lot of vision and instruction and things that we try to follow to make ourselves better. So we appreciate you guys jumping on this call. And tonight, we're going to have Brent present a devotional, which I know is going to be amazing. And just to let you guys know who's not heard him before, uh, he's very, very uh, articulate and, 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 and I would say uh, seasoned in the word. Uh, maybe not to where he would think, but from uh, outside eye, Brent can really, really interpret that scripture very well. You could tell his parents was pastors and preachers, and he has a very good understanding of tying stories together. So whenever he gives devotionals, we usually get a full perspective of what the story really meant. A lot of people like to take portions and pieces of the Bible, which God will reveal things to you through that way. But Brent ties the stories together for you like no other man. So it's always a pleasure hearing him teach. And I pray you guys get something from that. Uh, so we're going to turn it over to him. But before we do, let's say a prayer real quick. If you guys just pray with us and we'll turn it over to him. Bow your heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you for another night, another opportunity to join together just to fellowship and try to grow closer to you. We pray on tonight that you'll speak through the speaker, Father God. Just touch Brent and touch his mind, Father God, and take away any thought that he may have of his own and allow your spirit to overtake him just to plant seeds in our hearts for us to pray differently, for us to live differently, for us to take a different view of you. We want to grow closer, Father God, and our end goal is to make it into the kingdom. So we pray that you continue to prepare us, open our hearts to hear and to receive what it is, open our minds to receive it, Father God. And I pray that you pour down inside of Brent right now, whatever it is you want us to take and let that seed grow, let it grow, let it grow. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, listen, man, T, I appreciate that, brother. Uh, listen, tonight <clears throat> we're going to talk about being lost and we're going to jump into the middle of the uh, middle of luke luke chapter 15 so if you do have your bible you're on your phone or whatever it is uh we're going to be in luke chapter 15 and we're going to talk about a parable okay so in luke chapter 15 so we're going to back it up just a little bit i want us to understand exactly where jesus is in his storytelling of the, this parable. So, you know, the gospel of Luke, so Luke is telling his interpretation of Jesus' life and Jesus' story. And so here we have, in the middle of Luke, Jesus was a, approached by the Pharisees and the scribes and the higher-ups. So what, what was happening was, you know, Jesus spent a lot of time with sinners, a lot of times with people who were begging and, and the people who were seen as less than. Right. So people that were just not quite in the inner circle, the inner society. And so the Pharisees and the scribes who were the, the upper echelon of people, the people with all the money. And they would say, listen, if this is the king of the Jews. If this is the man who is coming to save everybody. Why is he hanging out with them? Why are he hanging out with us? He needs to be hanging out with us. We got all the money. We, we got all the power, but he ain't even hanging out with us. And so they were like, well, you know, we, we're going we're gonna to talk to him. We're going to go. We're going to ask him why. So they approached him and they asked him. So at the very beginning of Luke chapter 15, it talks about the scribes coming up to Jesus and they asked Jesus, hey, listen, what, what are you doing hanging out with these sinners and all these people? And so Jesus goes into telling three parables. And so a parable, I want us to understand what a parable is. A parable is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. 
And so during this time period, a lot of the teaching that was done by the priests and by teachers, they used what was called parables. And so they would tell an earthly story, right? So they would make them feel the earthly story and then they would tie it into what they were trying to do. So here we have Jesus doing the same thing. So there's three parables here. We're going to look at the middle one, but the first one is the parable of the lost sheep. And you may have heard this one before. This is when the, the one sheep wanders off and, and they go after the one sheep and the and they leave the 99 to go after the one sheep and they bring that sheep back. And that was the first parable that Jesus told. And then he went right into the next parable, which is called the parable of the lost coin. And that's where we're going to be in tonight. And the last parable, just so you you can know the three parables, the lost sheep, lost coin. And the last one is the is the lost son or the prodigal son. You probably heard the prodigal son. It's probably the most popular parable or story in the Bible. Um, so we're going to we're going to pick it up in Luke chapter 15. OK, and I'm going to read this three verses. Uh, so Luke 15, beginning with verse eight. Or what woman having 10 silver coins, if she loses one does not light a lamp sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it verse 9 and when she finds it she calls her friends and neighbors saying rejoice with me for i have found the peace which i lost verse 10 likewise i say to you there is joy in the presence of angels of god over one sinner who repents so let's look at what it means to be lost so first in the earthly world or, or we're used to when i say being lost we think okay well listen i lost my keys or you know i'm driving down the street i made the wrong turn all of a sudden i'm lost but in the biblical sense here being lost means that you are separated from god okay so when you hear the lost in the bible they're talking about you're separated from god and there's only two places to be in life you're either lost or you're saved Right. Those are the two things that matter. You either lost or you're saved. And here we're looking at the lost coin. So there's three sections in this. That we're going we're gonna to look at the coin, the woman and the friends. Um, and remember, it's an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. So there's always in every parable in the Bible, there's several of them. Uh, in every parable, there's going to be a human representative. So like an us. And then there's a God figure. And then there is the kingdom of heaven. So the coin represents us. The woman represents God. And then the friends represent the kingdom of heaven. So first, let's, let's look at the coin. So again, <clears throat> the, the coin represents us in this scenario. So the coin somehow, whatever it is, the coin fell out of her pocket. It fell out of her bag. It rolled down somewhere in the house. And the coin is lost inside her house if you remember the first parable was the lost sheep right so he told the story of the, the lost sheep first so the sheep is outside right so the sheep would have been outside if so if a sheep wanders off okay a sheep is it, it can be eaten by wolves it can walk off a cliff it can be stolen so if a sheep wanders off the sheep is in trouble right and in this case <clears throat> we're inside the house so this coin is lost inside the house so that this coin is still in the covering it's still the coin is still covered by the house so it, it's still protected but it's because it's not outside right so it's still protected it's under the covering 
So when I think about this, the parable of the lost coin, I more so think about a Christian who has who has wandered off, <clears throat> a Christian who was saved and kind of backslid and wandered off. And he or she is now just in a state of being lost, but they're lost inside the house. So they still have a protection. They still have a covenant. They're still in a form of being saved, yet they're still lost. And the thing about the, the thing about a, a coin versus a sheep, if a sheep wanders off and falls off a cliff, right? Or if the sheep is eaten by wolves and then the shepherd finds the sheep, the, the sheep is not valuable anymore, right? Because the sheep is valuable for wool or for meat or you know reproducing uh, but if the sheep is found after it gets trampled on by a wolf or, or falls down a clip whatever it is that sheep is no longer valuable right <clears throat> but the coin the coin even though the coin has fallen even though the coin has fell out of her pocket if she finds a coin let's say it was a hundred dollars if she finds that hundred dollars tomorrow what's it worth hundred dollars right still worth a hundred dollars if she finds it next year it's still worth a hundred dollars if 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 it's wet it's still worth a hundred dollars if it's balled up still worth a hundred dollars if it's dirty if it's dusty if, it, if it's you can't recognize it it's still worth a hundred dollars and that's the thing about us when we think about the coin it, it doesn't we're lost but but when we get found when we get back to that curve, when we get back to where we're supposed to be, we still have value. We're not like that sheep. If we get devoured in the sense of the sheep, we no longer have that value. But because we're the coin and we're inside the house and we still have that covering over us, when we're found, no matter what state we're in, whether we're beaten up in trials, whether we lost our job, lost our relationships, whatever the case is, we still have value. And we're still worth being found. And, you know, the thing about and I've shared this before, the thing about a trial is it's not the darkness of a trial. Right. The darkness is is how bad it feels today. Like a darkness is how bad it feels today. And it's not the depth of a trial. And the depth is is how fat, how bad you feel in that moment, like how bad this thing is making you feel. Right. The hardest part of a trial is the duration. It's not knowing. It's not knowing how long I'm going to be lost. It's, it's not knowing knowing how long this trial is going to last. You know, we all have played football. We all have played sports, and we know that if coach says, "Hey, run two laps," all right, cool. You know, I may be tired, but I know at the end of uh, a lap and a half, I know. I know now. I got a, another half lap left, right? I know I got two. I know when this ends. But coach says, "Run until until I tell you to stop." That's a lot harder. Right. Because I don't know. I don't know when I got to stop. Right. I don't know if I got to go hard for the first 10 minutes. I don't know if it's going to be 30 minutes. So that's the thing about a trial. When we don't know when a trial ends, it makes it harder to go through. And the same thing when that lost coin, when that coin is lost, we don't know how long before we're, we're in a state of being found. And the longer we stay lost and the longer and the further we roll away from the situation, away from God in this scenario, the harder it is to be found and the more longer we lose hope of being found right so the next thing i want to look at is, is the woman so again we we talk about you know the, the coin represent us the the woman represents god in this scenario but so you know the first thing about this woman is the second she loses coin she stops everything she's doing right she had 10 lost one now she has nine she stopped everything she's doing she wanted to find this coin 
So it says she turns her house upside down. She sweeps. She looks everywhere. And it's not like we're used to hardwood floors or we got tile floors, whatever it is. This is like cobblestone, dirt, grime. She's got to find this coin. And she stops everything she's doing to find this coin. And, and during that time, a woman, her value, when, when you were married, you were given a, a bridal band. And that band would have your 10 coins. So when you got married, you got 10 coins. And those you would have 10 coins in your band. And so if the husband could approach, like if you did something, infidelity or whatever it is in your marriage, and the, the husband would take a coin out of your band. And they wore that band all the time. So if you were in public and you were saw with less than 10 coins or 10 band or 10 in your in your um, band, then they would say, okay, well, she did something. Something's going on with her. So she knew that if, if I go out without this this 10th coin, people, I mean, I'm not going to be seen as, as who I am. I'm not there. My value changes when, when I don't have this 10th coin as part of my my band. And so she loses her ability to represent who she is. And, and that's the same thing with God. When, when we're lost out of the body of Christ, we we can't be used. Right. So that coin outside of her pocket, that coin is no good. She can't use that 10 coin because she doesn't have it. So outside of the will of God, if we're lost, we can't be used by God. And so the longer we're lost, the harder it is for us to be used. So it says that she's she lights a lamp and she shines the light on all over her house and then she finds the coin. And so what it took was her to shine the light on the coin right the bible says in um in john 18 12 that jesus is the light right so we know that it takes jesus to shine the light on us for us to be brought back from our lost state um and the last part is the friends so here we have the woman uh while she's looking for this coin and while while we are in our state of lost this woman didn't didn't call her friends and be like hey man you know what? I lost. I lost my coin, man. Can y'all come over and help me find my coin? I don't know where it is. I need help. Can can y'all come help me? Or you know the same thing. Like you know, hey, Brent's lost again, man. You know how Brent be acting. He he out in the world, man. So he lost. Y'all just pray for Brent. He'll he'll figure it out. She didn't do any of that. She didn't call her friends. She didn't gossip. She didn't go tell everybody what was going on. She didn't say, hey, man, I lost a coin. I can't go out in public till I. She didn't do any of that. She stopped what she was doing, and she found the coin. And once she found the coin then she called her friends right then she called and the best part of that is her friends didn't say oh man you always losing stuff her friends rejoiced they celebrated with her and they were happy for her right and that's the same thing when a lost soul is brought back to the kingdom god celebrates that it says there's a party in heaven when one soul is being saved or a soul comes back to christ and so we want to be not only do we, do we want it to be found as the coin, but we also want to be that friend. Like, how should be able to call me and say, Brent, man, I just, you know, I just did this. And I shouldn't be like, man, all right, cool. Why you call me? I should rejoice with him. Like, because his happiness is my happiness. We need to be that friend that somebody can call and celebrate stuff with. Right. So we can't mm -hmm. judge people who are in a state of being lost. Right. That's not our job. Our job is not as friends to to say, all right, well, listen, man. You out in this world, I and mean, I ain't I ain't fooling with you no more, right? We we can't do that. We've got to be the ones that they call and rejoice with. And in that same vein, we we got to make sure that we 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 don't 
overlook the situation. We don't judge somebody in their state of being lost because the, we got to remember, we all go through those trials and tribulations, right? And when we're lost and when we're in the state of that coin, we have to want to be saved. We have to get to the point to where we want God to come in. We want Jesus to come and save us, you know, and, and we can't try to do it ourselves. And a lot of times when we get to a point, especially as Christians, when we when we wander away, somebody said, man, listen, man, you you kind of getting a little wayward, man. I, you know, you're not acting the way you used to act. No, nah, I know what I'm doing, man. I'm fine, man. Leave me alone. I'm, I'm good, man. I, I know I'll be back after a while. I just got some stuff going on. That's that's not it, because we got to recognize as sinners that we need God, because if I go out to eat. And me and you and whoever it is, we all go out to eat and somebody picks up my check. Right. Somebody somebody paid for it. Do, do you go to the counter and be like, all right, well, yeah, they pay. Well, right, I want to pay, too. But no, it's, it's already been paid for. Why, why are you trying to pay again? That's the same thing. Right. Jesus already paid it all. Jesus already paid the cost. He's already died on the cross for us. He's already paid for our sins. Why? Why are we trying to do it ourselves? Right. There's already been a savior. He, he paid a debt he didn't owe and we owe a debt that we can't pay. But he's already done that for us. So we have to be conscious in our state of being lost, whether we're whether the we're the ones trying to help someone in their state of being lost or we're simply someone who is currently lost. We, we got to feel like it, 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 it's OK to wander off at times. Right. We're all going to be susceptible to doing that. But know that when you come back, you have value. You still have value. It doesn't matter how far, how long you wandered off, how bad you look, how dirty you are how wet your that bill is it still mm -hmm. is worth a hundred dollars we still have value when god finds us and we have to want to be found right we have to want to be found father god thank you first and foremost for the fact that you are looking to seek and to save that which is lost god we all are in a state of loss at times we all get into scenarios and situations that we find ourselves wanting away from you and away from your will, God. I thank you that you've shined your light on us. I thank you that you've sent someone down on the cross to die for our sins, God. I thank you that you were willing and you were able and you were capable, God, to do such a thing, God. I thank you for the debt that was paid on our behalf, God. So I thank you that you are married to the backslider. You are married to the, to the lost and you have come to save us, God. So we thank you for your savior. We thank you for Jesus. And we thank you for this parable. And we thank you for the opportunity for us to fellowship with like believers. And we pray that we are convicted of our ways and we continue to strive for you, God. So we thank you. We love you. And it's in Jesus name that we pray. Amen.